What's going on? Happy Monday. Welcome to the show. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Did you happen to catch any of the uh, clips from uh, President Biden's 60 Minutes? No, I mean, he didn't He didn't talk for 60 Minutes. He was on 60 Minutes. There was a clip here. Uh, before I welcome, I guess I'll play this quick clip. Um, this is from... Uh, Last night's 60 Minutes with uh, Scott Pelley, and he's talking about... Oh, that's the wrong clip. Hang on a second. Oh, my gosh. Real professional, Pete. Here it is. Mr. Talking President, about gasoline. The price of gasoline is yeah. down about 26% from right? the $5 high. Okay. What can you do to keep that price down while Vladimir Putin is throttling energy well, there's, supplies? There's a couple of things we've done. For example, remember I got some criticism for releasing a million barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The what? And then along came the industry saying they'd produce another million barrels a day by the spring. So I think we're in relatively good shape. Vladimir Putin is going to try to break your will on Ukraine and use energy prices to do it. Sure he is. But, you know, we, the United States, are in much better shape than, than anyone else is, and relative to Russia particularly. But uh, he's been trying that for a while. He's not going to succeed. And uh, I want to welcome to the program Mark Pellin. He is with Headline USA. Uh, he's an editor over there at the website Headline USA. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good, Pete. Glad to be here. So um, first I'll tell us, Headline USA, What uh, you're local here. You're in Charlotte. You used to work for uh, what the... Was it the leader, right? Did you work with, uh, at the leader and then over at the Rhino Times? And are you on a speakerphone? I'm on it. Hey, buddy, you got a problem? No. Oh. Yeah, maybe. It sounds like you're underwater. I think he's... Is that better for you? Oh, yeah, there you go. Much better, much go. better. Okay, so... Uh, you you got a piece up at uh, Headline USA talking about uh, the oil reserve raids and yeah. uh, the sentiment here is that uh, what that the the reason why the president tapped the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is to uh, help Democrats juice the stats before the November midterms. Yeah, I mean I think it's pretty obvious uh, what our gaslighter in chief is doing. Pete it started back in April. When, as Biden just said himself, he announced he was going to release 180 million barrels over six months. And it has driven down the price of gas, but artificially so. And those oil reserves are set to expire at the end of next month, which industry forecasts say it's going to just skyrocket the price of gasoline upwards of $5 again. And it's just it's an insidious way of gathering votes before the election to suppress gas prices. What, I've, I have heard people say, no, it's just a drop in the bucket. This is a million barrels a day. We use like 100 million, uh, and so this is nothing. Yeah, well, it, you know, just last week, Pete, he withdrew the largest uh, raid in the history of the SBR, um, and it's going to take it down to the lowest levels since 1984. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 there's nothing to back it up because he has – aggressively sought a policy to destroy domestic energy production. And he's relied on these reserves to artificially suppress prices. And more and more people are finding out about it. And as the word gets out that after the midterms, prices are going to skyrocket again. Just this past weekend, a group of House Democrats 
are encouraging Biden to continue the oil reserve draws indefinitely. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem sustainable. It's a reserve. Eventually, yeah. would it not? I mean, because you're not replenishing it because you're not buying it at the higher prices. The idea is you buy it at the low price and then you sit on it. And this way it's there. So if you need it uh, for Correct. like an emergency, then, you know, you can you can take it out and use it for that emergency. Um, but if you're you, you can't be buying it now because it's at the higher price. Exactly. Which would align with buying general economic policies, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Buy, uh, buy, buy high, high, buy high, sell low. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, they are urging Biden to do this and uh, immediately scrap his current plan to halt releases from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve next month. Now, is the idea here, and that's according to CNN. Now, is is the idea here that if the uh, the the timeline that he has already promoted, he says, "Hey, uh, end of next month, I'm going to stop uh, withdrawing them." It's too close but still before the election that because, you know, it's a commodity, it's futures trading. So people are going to be making trades and the price is going to be um, uh, influenced by, you know, the projection of what's available. And so if the, if the timeline is such that, you know, end of October, he stops, then you could start seeing uh, price shocks right before the midterms. And so the idea here is, you know, please don't do it before the election. Let's ride it out past, you know, the second (laughs) week of November. Yes, give us the artificial cover until at least mid-November. Right. Now, now, what of the argument, though, that, look, uh, the prices were high, it was hurting people, we've got uh, inflation, which I think Joe Biden said yesterday on uh, 60 Minutes, he said it it just went up an inch. So, um, which is a, that's a highly technical economic term in case you weren't aware, just, it went up an inch. Um, but what of the argument that, look, this is what the reserve is for. You're supposed to, uh, release this into the economy. So, you know, we're hurting and now we can use the oil and we can get past the high prices and, uh, and be somewhat aided by this effort. Well, Pete, you know, there's an argument that's been made since he started with these withdrawals back in November that it's illegal that he's doing it even, uh, is, the, the SPR is designated specifically for national emergencies, not political expediency. And, you know, the rising gas prices caused by economic policies that are failing are not an emergency. That's just a political blunder. But isn't it, I mean, if it's an emergency politically for Democrats, isn't that a national emergency for us well, all? Pretty much it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly, yeah. Well, and, and, and COVID, the pandemic, right? We got that emergency right. going on. Well, it's, it's, just a, it's ironic, Pete, and not, not wholly surprising that the Biden administration has tried to blame everything except its own policies for these, uh, these prices, including, as you said, COVID, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, you name it. Uh, the only thing that he hasn't pointed a finger toward is his own raid on domestic energy. Mm-hmm. Um, where is the oil going? Is it staying in America? <clears throat> Some of it is. Uh, an increasing amount is going overseas. Ironically, some of it's being sold to China. You say that like it's a bad thing. You say that like it's a bad thing. Doesn't China China may need some oil, too? I don't even know if we're able to actually restrict it to sale just in America. Right. I don't think we are. Um, One of the more egregious examples was, I think it was earlier this year, he sold about 6 million barrels of the strategic emergency reserve to a company that was tied to the Chinese communist government and Hunter Biden, of all people. 
Well, you know, ten percent for the big guy. You got to get the you got to get the other ninety percent from someplace Absolutely. else. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, what's ten percent of six million? Right. You know, he's got to get his cut, Pete. Yeah. Well, and he was asked about Hunter Biden. There was one one question on the sixty minutes interview last night about Hunter Biden, and uh, I think he said something like, oh, "He's fantastic," you know, and and he's done nothing wrong, and yeah, uh, they they can attack him, but I love my son. Like that. He's a great son. Yeah. 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 As far as far as crack addict sons go, he's a great one. Well, yeah, I mean, well, uh, you know. and this is the and this is sort of the uh, this is the issue is I don't trust anything that the man says, nor should anybody else, um, especially when it comes to the business dealings of Hunter Biden, because he's already been shown to have you know have lied when he said he didn't have any discussions with his son about any of his business dealings, and then <laughs> right. we found out from the laptop information that no, in fact, he had conversations with his son about the their business dealings. Plenty. Uh, you know, who knows, Pete? He may have even directed the SBR to go to uh, his firms. Right. Yeah. Firm. Well, either that but or knows, I just right? I have this uh, I have this vision of Biden with his aviator sunglasses and his leather bomber jacket sitting out in front of a, like a lemonade stand selling oil, you know, just big <laughs> barrels of it, just yeah. selling it to people. <laughs> I'm, you know, somebody needs to do that cartoon. All right. Uh, hey, Mark, I appreciate your time. People can read the story at Headline USA. Mark Pellin. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pete. Always good to see you. All right, take care. That's. I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. That's Mark Pellin. I don't know what's going on here. From Headline USA. All righty. Thanks again to Mark Pellin from Headline USA. For hanging out, chatting about uh, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Yeah, I heard the, uh, I watched the president's uh, appearance on 60 Minutes last night. I did it so you don't have to. You're welcome. I am a giver. Um, the thing about this appearance, I, I pulled 10 sound bites out of this thing, and it was only like about 25 minutes. The whole interview, the whole package was like 25 minutes, and uh I got 10 sound bites out of this thing. All about, you know, one to two minutes long here. Well, mostly. He was just one sound bite after another of idiocy. And I mean, he's and at one point he is asked by Scott Pelley, hey, um, have you lost a step? You know, or, you know, people say you're old, which is true. I mean, fact check. True. Right. Zero Pinocchio's on that one. He's old. And. You know what his answer was to that? What do you say to these people? You know what he says to them? Watch me. Yeah, dude, we have been. We have been watching you. Hence the reason for our concern. <laughs> when you when you shake hands with imaginary people, when you get lost walking from the chopper to the White House door, you know, things like this tend to pop up on people's radar. Even people that don't pay a lot of attention. When you get up there and you start, you know, ranting at the sky and slurring your words, he did it in that in that clip I just played, where he has a problem articulating, like literally making the words strategic petroleum reserve. He calls it the strategic petroleum reserve. You know, people notice that. Yeah, we're watching. We are watching. He also seems to think that the debt and the deficit are the same thing, which it's not, obviously. Um, and. We should really be happy about the state of the economy. We need to we need to be a little bit happier about the state of the economy, thank you very much. Because 
inflation, you know, it didn't grow by that much. It was it just grew by like an inch. That's what he said. It grew like an inch. I don't know what that means. I think he's talking about on a graph. You know, like you're looking at a graph and it goes up a little bit. And so you're like, oh, it's just a little end. It's just a little, it's just a little bump. I'm not sure if he's aware that if you hold the paper closer to your face, it looks a lot bigger, though. It looks like a much bigger increase if you hold it really close to your eye. Likewise, if you move it farther away from your face, well, then it looks like half an inch, maybe a quarter of an inch, much, much smaller. Has he considered that? Has he considered as an economic policy maybe just moving the graphs farther away from everybody and then The bad news doesn't look so bad. Feel free to take this political advice, Mr. President. I am all about solutions. Just looking to help you out, to do my part. Joe Biden claimed during an interview that he was growing the economy. Did you know he was doing that? He's been growing the economy by shrinking it. See, it's this is it's again, it's it's a transition. It's not a recession because they It doesn't identify as a recession, despite the fact that everybody always understood two consecutive quarters of shrinkage equals a recession. But now, because, you know, it's different when a Democrat is in office now, you have to have a different definition of it. So now it's a recession that doesn't identify. So it's a transition. We've had two consecutive quarters of negative growth or shrinkage, and we weren't even in the pool. graph like 30 feet away we're basically flat i mean i don't have my glasses on. but yeah that's wow this economic data looks way better when you can't even see it yeah so president biden claimed during an interview that he was growing the economy despite the fact that the u.s economy has shrank for two consecutive quarters um he declared during an interview Also, that the U.S. would engage in war with communist China if China attacked Taiwan. That was a statement uh, that he made. And then as soon as the cameras were shut off, uh, his staffers quickly walked it back. (laughs) He just he keeps doing this. It's all the time. And you could say what you want about, uh, you know, Donald Trump, but. And I did, by the way, like when Trump was president and he would say things that were like, and then people were trying to clean up his comments and then he would say the exact opposite thing. Like I was critical of that. I said at the time, Donald Trump speaks in this word salad and people are like, oh, you got to take him seriously, not literally. And I still don't know what that means. At least we're not getting that kind of uh, uh, gaslighting from Biden. But no, instead we get him running his mouth, and then, you know, the the, the cleanup crews come in, and like, oh, that's just old Joe. Oh, all right, so we just don't listen to anything he says? Okay. So the first uh, area of the interview covers inflation. And here's where he starts talking about the economic uh, principles, the ironclad laws of economics about uh, inflation just being an inch. Here we go. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3 percent. 
the stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. Can you play fire and rain just a couple more times? Will that solve the problem? No, I'm kidding. He didn't ask that. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Yes. Inflation rate month to month was just just an inch. Hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not. You're, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It did go to 8.2%. It didn't go overnight to 8.2%, but it did go up to 8.2% over the course of a year. And it compounds. So just that little inch of an increase is compounded on top of the increases before. So it's, it's getting worse. So every little incremental inch-like growth is still growth on top of the broad base of poop. Okay? So like you're... Sorry, I know. it's. I keep forgetting it's lunchtime. People are eating. I apologize. Well, I mean, I also apologize for playing these clips. It's, been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? Okay, what? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It is just... It is... Oh, my God. It is a spike. It is up 8.3%. That is a spike. 8.3% increase is an increase. Just because the last month only went up by like 0.1%, doesn't mean it's still not above what it was when you got into office. But let's hear what the excuses are. It's barely, it's been basically even. And in the meantime, we created all these jobs and, and prices have, have gone up, but they've come down for energy. The fact is that we've created 10 million new jobs since we came to office. Okay, remember, the job creation number is based on the shutdown of the entire economy. It's easy to have job growth, record job growth, when you had record layoffs, right? When the government shut down everything and said nobody can work, businesses were going out of business, lots and lots of job losses, and then GovCo says, okay, now you can reopen. Yeah, you artificially shut it down, and so now all of the jobs are coming back. You don't get credit for, quote, creating the jobs that you destroyed in the first place. Now, I know he wasn't president at the time, but it's government that did that. The private sector was shut down. That was, It's sort of a, a, it's a taking, right? This is a government taking of your property, your ability to do business. Government shut it down. And then when it says, okay, everybody, apparently we were wrong about everything, but we were wrong about, you know, maybe shutting this stuff down and maybe we think we're a little bit safer now, you know, because people got the better masks and everything. Oh, we have a vaccine. So now you can open back up again and you can open up. Oh, look at me. I created a record number of jobs. I, I just I do have to wonder, does anybody believe this malarkey, dare I call it? Does anybody believe that? Does anybody not understand what they're doing with these stats? With these numbers, I, I mean, even his most ardent supporters have to know this, right? I mean, unless they all just got amnesia, like the president. We're in a situation where we, the unemployment rate is about 3.7 percent, one of the lowest in history. We're in a situation where manufacturing is coming back to the United States in a big way. And look down the road. We have 
massive investments being made in computer chips and, and employment. So, I, look, this is a process. This is a process. Is the economy going to get worse before it gets better? No. I don't think so. We <laughs> hope we can have what they say, oh my God. a soft landing, a transition to a place where we don't lose the gains that I ran to make in the first place for middle-class folks being able to generate good-paying jobs and expansion. All right, so hang on a second. So are you telling me that your policies did create some of this? Listen to what he just said. Yeah, I don't think so. It's going to get worse before it gets better. No, I don't think so. We hope we can have what they say, a soft landing, a transition to a place where we don't lose the gains that I ran to make in the first place. So he's saying he made some gains. He did some things, and that's he wants credit for that. But there needs to be this transition, this soft landing to get to all the gains that he made. But if they're so good, wouldn't you want that to happen right away? <laughs> can, we, can we not have a soft land? Let's just go ahead and just crash right through. Let's have the best stuff. Let's, let's have the, the most benefit from your awesome policies. Why would you need a soft landing transition if your policies are so great? And at the same time, uh, make sure that we, uh, no, uh, we are, are able to continue to grow. And you would tell the American people that inflation is going to continue to decline? No, I'm telling the American people that we're going to get control of inflation. We're going to whip it. And their prescription drug prices are going to be a hell of a lot lower. Their health care costs are going to be a lot lower. Their basic costs for everybody. Their energy prices are going to be lower. They're going to be in a situation where they begin to gain control again. I'm more optimistic than I've been in a long time. What, anyway, they're going to be in a situation where they begin to gain control again. What, what, what does that even mean? Gain control of what? Inflation? We can't gain control over inflation. I cannot gain control over inflation. No, you know what we're, what, what my wife and I are doing to gain control over inflation? We're cutting expenses. Yeah, tapping into savings. Christy was talking this weekend about getting another job. That's what we are doing to gain control again. I'm not sure what he's talking about. He's more optimistic than I've been. He says that too all the time. That's just a pat answer for, uh, of his. Uh, yeah, I'm a lot more optimistic now than I have been. Was that like, was that the pessimism of that, uh, of the, the Biden Stag fire speech? Like that kind of pessimism and cynicism? I, I, I I don't understand. By the way, he says the basic cost for everybody, their energy prices are going to be lower. I'm going to bookmark that one. Their energy prices are going to be lower. You know what's right around the corner? Winter is coming. Winter is coming. And gas, it's not even, it's not the gasoline prices at the pump that's going to hurt people. It's going to be the cost to heat our homes. But remember the old advice from Jimmy Carter. Wear a sweater. Keep that thermostat set to, you know, 55. We'll be fine. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110. And 1-800-WBT-1110. Those are the phone numbers. You can also email Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. 
And uh, follow me on Twitter at Pete Callender, where we get a little bit rowdy. Um, Scott Pelley from CBS's 60 Minutes interviewed President Joe Biden. And um, I did see somebody compliment whoever it is that is working up the cocktail of the uh, wh- yeah whatever it is that 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 makes him sharp and alert. There, I mean, they're a plus game. They really. They really did a good job. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, I'm not going to get into that. I swear they're all on IVs of some kind. Every president. You can't keep the kinds of schedules that they do. Although with Biden, it does seem like that he does seem to keep a schedule that I feel like I could keep. You know? I, I, I could do back-to-back-to-back-to-back vacations. I, I probably could. Yeah, I probably could suffer through that. Hey, what are you doing today? Do you have some time? Head over to the doghouse, the Jack Daniels doghouse over there, and uh, make a blood donation. Help us out. It's for Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. This is going to help kids battling cancer in our local community. It's the third annual WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive, and uh, we got the one blood big red bus. Uh, so you just uh, roll on in there, roll up the sleeve, save a life. Thanks to Affordable Siding and Windows and Jameson Realty as well for their support of the third annual WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive at the Doghouse. It is today. Details are at WBT.com. All right, back to this interview, talking about the economy and inflation. It just went up an inch, hardly at all, said the president. And uh, then Scott Pelley said, um, and you would tell the American people that inflation is going to continue to decline. Okay, first off, bad question. It's not because it's not declining. It hasn't declined. So you cannot continue to decline if you have not yet begun to decline. Right? So he says, oh, we're, we're going to get control of inflation. That's what he says. We're going to get control of inflation. How? How? He doesn't say. Sir, with the Federal Reserve rapidly raising interest rates, what can you do to prevent a recession? continue to grow the economy and we're growing the economy it's growing in, in a way that it hasn't in years and years how so we're growing entire new industries we're 695 i think it is or 85,000 new manufacturing jobs just since i become president of the united states continue to grow the economy and to continue to give hard-working people a break in terms of we pay the highest drug prices in the world of any industrialized nation, making sure that Medicare can negotiate down those prices. By the way, we've also reduced the debt. We reduced the deficit by $350 billion my first year. This year, it's going to be over a trillion five hundred billion dollars reduced the debt. So to continue to put people in a position to be able to make a decent living and grow and grow and increase their capacity to grow. Increase their capacity. He wants us all to be taller. He wants us, and I guess maybe fatter as well. I love this idea, though, like this, oh, because we're going to negotiate for the drug prices, and that's going to bring down the drug prices, and is that going to be great? Have you seen the price of, like, everything else? (laughs) Everything else. Of course not. He doesn't shop for himself. Let me see here. Uh, This is, uh, oh, Jim in Charlotte. Hello, Jim. How are you? Hey, Pete. Hey, what's up? This this inflation probably for the next 10 years is baked in the cake already, and I'll tell you why. 
Uh, I've been on Social Security now for uh, going over five, going on six years. And I can remember about eight or ten years ago when Social Security got no increase, annual increase, the Social Security recipients got no annual, what they call, cost of living increase. Yeah, the COLA. Zero, which is probably a first in the history of the Social Security program. Okay, and and this year, Pete, I've already read numerous times in the last six months, I think the government puts this out there for political gain purposes and control, Social Security recipients are looking at an 8 to 9% increase in their, what, what do they call it, COLA? Yeah. In other words, my, che- my check's going to grow on an annualized basis 8 to 9%. Next year. Well, yeah, because if okay. it doesn't, that's a if it doesn't, that means it's a benefit cut. Yeah, that's right. Now, t- ten to fifteen years ago, Social Security they were paying Social Security annual benefits six seven hundred billion. I haven't checked it. I'm sure it's right on Google. It's probably one and a half trillion now annually. Just the Social Security checks they write that they've promised all the geezers out here. <laughs> okay. How can they profess to control inflation if they're going to automatically pump a one and a half billion of entitlement money up by eight to nine percent in just a few months? Right. How, how can they profess to control inflation? They cannot. Of course not. Right. It is simply uh, the unfunded liabilities uh, on uh, that that we are on the hook for. The promises made. The last number I heard, and this is several years ago, was seventy-two trillion dollars. That's, and that's for Social Security liabilities. It's for uh, Medicare, Medicaid. Meanwhile, we're expanding these programs, right? And they're trying to get it expanded here in North Carolina. And, and you know, the, the more program expansion you have, the more the unfunded liabilities are going to cost. They've made the promises. These, are, If you had to put these on the books as the, as the liability, we'd be bankrupt already. So, uh, Jim, I do appreciate the call. Good to hear from you. There's more. I've got more. Like, and... The things that Joe Biden says in this interview need these things need follow up at the next uh, press briefing, and I was kind of disappointed in Scott. No, actually, I wasn't. I did not have high hopes. In the, I didn't, going in, I didn't have high hopes, so I wasn't really disappointed.